0: All right, so uh, today I've got Abby Houston. She's actually my sister on the podcast and she's actually done a fair bit of travel herself. So I was going to ask her some questions about her experiences and um, hopefully she can share something interesting with you and maybe even a tip or two. Let's see. Um, How are you, Abby?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for having me
0: on. That's all right. No worries. Um, So you've you've travelled... Pretty extensively throughout America. Could you just describe, uh, tell me about some of the places that you've been to?
1: So, I've been to America and Canada a couple of times. Um, the first place I went to was America and I did Los Angeles, I did San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, and Oregon. I went to Portland. And then I've been to Canada also and I did Vancouver. I did um, Alberta and Banff, and I did Toronto as well.
0: Cool. That's And I've pretty...
1: also... Yeah, I've also been to Bali as well.
0: Okay, cool. Did you like Bali?
1: Um... I prefer countries like... I prefer, like, the mountains and like the cold over Bali, to be honest, but it was a good, like it was cool culturally to see how the people in Bali live and it was quite a shock. Yeah. But what, I definitely what, prefer Canada and America.
0: So what what do you like about the cold weather then? Because, I mean, in a realistic world, summer's more livable, I guess it's a it's it's harder to live in the snow than it is in a sunny place so what what is it about the snowy colder places that attracts you
1: i like the scenery of cold places more i've always liked winter more i don't like like i hate the humidity and feeling really hot and sweaty all the time whereas like in Canada and America, it's just a way ni- – well, the places I went to, it's a way nicer temperature and the mountains are beautiful and I love snow and, like, the icy lakes and things like that. And I think winter fashion is a lot nicer as well over, like, summer fashion.
0: Mm, you're pretty into your fashion, hey?
1: Yeah, I love fashion. It's definitely one of my biggest passions, which is, which is why I like winter fashion because I feel like you can do so much more with layering and things like that Hmm.
0: so what's your favorite place been so far
1: well I like Banff and Vancouver the best in Canada I lived in Banff for quite a few months because I fell in love with it the first time I went there and I worked in Banff for a little while it's basically just filled with Australians (laughs) so it's basically just a mini Australia in the center of Canada but it's got like the most insane rocky mountains I've ever seen. And it's just this small town where everyone gets together and all these Australians go over there to work for, like, a two-year visa.
0: Mm. It's
1: similar to Whistler but just a bit smaller. So, yeah, definitely Banff because I actually lived there. So I, like, got to explore it as, like, a local rather than a tourist.
0: Yeah, true. So I I remember you telling me just to give – um, the people some context that you did live there but then you had to leave because it was pretty expensive do, could you just talk a little about um, like the rents there and, and all the costs associated
1: so my advice to anyone because I know a lot of Australians do like going over to Canada it's a very well-known thing a lot of like Australians get their two-year visa and head over there but my biggest advice is just it's going to be more expensive than you think to save as much money as you possibly can. The rent over there is very, very expensive, especially if you're planning on staying in popular little towns like Whistler and Baird. like Because so many Australians go there, the rent prices are huge and the rentals are in high demand. And then you've got to match being able to pay for your rental with your job. And sometimes the jobs aren't very high paid. So a lot of the time you will have to split your accommodation with other people. And also just planning ahead, like, if you can, like, getting on all of, like, the Facebook groups because you'll find that there's a lot of other people on, like, the community boards for BAMF looking for rentals as well before they even go. And then you might be able to find people your same age, um, with like, your same interest, going at the same time as you and you can organise a rental before you even get there. Yeah. Because if you just go over there with no job, no rental lined up, it's basically impossible to get it all done before your like basic holiday accommodation runs out.
0: Mm. Yeah. So okay. it's
1: just the costs are a lot higher. So planning ahead or even going with a few people so that you know you can all split all your rent is a lot smarter.
0: Mm. Yeah. And what was the party scene like there?
1: Insane. <laughs>
0: Really.
1: I've heard that it's pretty crazy. Mm. There's a in um I did go out in Vancouver once. That was a lot of fun. Um it was like a big shock because it's a lot more it's it felt like the movies, clubs in the movies, like it's a lot more full on than here in Australia. It's like proper partying, like people up on the tables, like very, very, very full on. And people will be out till all hours of the morning. And then Banff is just like basically a whole bunch of bars. And all the Australians start in one bar and they all move along to all the different bars. And there's a place in Banff called um, the Dancing Sasquatch, (laughs) which is really, really fun. And it's like the go-to at the end of the night. And you just look around and you're just with all these Australians doing the same thing as you working in. Working in Canada and then partying at night, so it's it's really, really fun. Mm.
0: would you say that um traveling has taught you something that you probably wouldn't have picked up had you not have traveled
1: um It was like the first time I ever, the only thing that I've really, that traveling really made me realize was like, I, I had like an image in my head before I left of America. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, it's going to be just like the movies. It's going to be like this and blah, 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 blah. And then when I actually landed there, just like the shock of like the homelessness and how some people live. Cause I do feel like we're very shielded from that in Australia. And like like a lot of like people that are on drugs and things like that can come up to you. So you do feel a lot more unsafe. Whereas if you were in Australia, you would just feel comfortable walking around anywhere, even at nighttime. In America, you wouldn't dream of doing that. So I think mm-hmm. the one thing that I've learned is how safe and how lucky we are here in comparison to other places in the world, which is something that has made me really quite grateful as much as I love travel and I want to keep doing it. I am grateful every time I hop on the plane back into Australia, just that like sense of a bit more like of the safe the country.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite place that you visited in Canada?
1: Vancouver for sure. Vancouver's just like it's this city and it's huge. But then you look around and you're surrounded by water and surrounded by by rocky mountains. And I remember one day I hired bikes and you can go around the whole of the Vancouver city. You can hire bikes and go around this whole rock wall. And we hired them um, in the afternoon. So it was sunset and you would just look up and you could just see the sunset setting on the rocky, like on the mountains and there's water. And then you look the other way and it's just this huge city. And it's just like, it's nice. Like you feel like you can wake up and like there's heaps of coffee shops everywhere. And it's just, it's a really good atmosphere. And I also found that people were very, very, very nice in Vancouver. Like I didn't have one person not be nice. Like we would get up and go into the local Starbucks and within a few days they knew who we were and they're just really nice people. So I could definitely live in Vancouver. Definitely. I think I will one day. Yeah. And I also think it's a good place that you could, like, raise your kids. Like, out of all the cities that I've ever been to with all my travel, Vancouver, I like, it just felt really safe and normal. Whereas, like, cities in America, like, LA was a little bit scary, in my opinion. Um, Seattle was a little bit... Um, San Francisco was awesome, but I did feel safe in some situations. But, uh, I mean, unsafe in some situations. But in Vancouver, it just felt very... Out of all the places I've been to, Vancouver compares to Australia the most. So definitely Vancouver.
0: Okay. What's the city like?
1: It's not as big as you think. Mm. It's just like... And it's very clean. And it's very... Like, there's the... Like, the trams and a lot of public transport going going on and there's heaps of just coffee shops everywhere which I love heaps of grocery stores all throughout the city so you can just grab anything you need heaps of people um yeah it's just it's just a really nice clean city and then there's like like it is a city but also like you can look to one side and see mountains and and water so it doesn't feel so crowded and so hustle bustle like other cities yeah. And heaps of people are doing, like, exercise and walking around and everyone's so friendly. It's definitely my favourite city of all time, mm. for sure. Out of all of the places that I've been, Vancouver is the one place that I recommend to everyone. Is there anywhere that I've talked about that really interests you, like you would want to go to?
0: Um. So I was actually... I actually did uh, – I went online and I looked at how to travel to Banff uh, specifically and I basically had this travel agent talk to me and they said that they would om- – they'd basically organise everything. They'd organise your accommodation, um, a job for you, rent mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, sorry, a place to stay for I think it was like three months. It w- It was a long time and then – yeah, just basically like set everything up for you, and it ended up being like two thousand six hundred dollars, which I think was mm. like it was expensive, but it was relatively reasonable for what they were offering, um, and that 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 would have included a job in the ski resorts, and I've always kind of wanted to do that because it just seemed interesting to me, so I, I have been considering it for like maybe the end of December, but obviously with the way the situation is. It can be quite hard, although Mm. she did say to me that apparently if you are going for work and you're providing them a service for the country, then you're allowed to go. So if you, like for example, Mm. I've obviously got uh, digital marketing skills. So if I went for digital marketing and that job was in demand, then I would be able to travel even throughout covid So I was like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, that's pretty interesting. Maybe I can still travel, but then at the same time, you don't want to get stuck there either. Like, if you find that you hate it, yeah, or the rent's like crazy high, like you said.
1: I've seen like people posting that flights, like the actual flight itself. Like I don't know if what you were just talking about included flights, but apparently, because I'm still in a lot of, oh, really?
0: Yeah, so good. Really. Yeah.
1: Oh, cuz I'm in a few Facebook groups and they've said that like they just can't find flights home like their their visas ending and they can't find flights home within a reasonable reasonable price. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. But that that is good what you were saying like back to what I was saying with like living in Banff. Like if you can get a job in a ski resort and they provide you accommodation, that would be like awesome because i know a lot of people do that before they even go and then like that's a good way to meet friends as well because you'll meet friends that you're working with straight away Mm -hmm. you have accommodation and everything sorted out for you and then you can just go skiing or snowboarding on your days off so if that's something that you're into it that's a really good way to live and work in Banff.
0: Mm. so there was another question that i've um had on my mind which I think would really help out anybody who's listening to this um is like you obviously traveled to America when you were working uh you were working a retail job and were you working full-time or part-time
1: I was only working casual
0: yeah and how often do you think you're working
1: um I was I sort of had the ability to ask for more shifts when I wanted to or ask for less when I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And every time I planned a trip, I would just say to my manager, just roster me on as much as you can. Yep. Like, I just want to work. Like, I have a goal and it's to save and it's I want to go. So this is what's happening. And she would roster me on. Well, the first time I went to America, I was still in school. So she would roster me on every single afternoon. And Saturday and Sunday. So I worked pretty hard for it. And I yeah. saved up all my money. um, So that I was able to go. And then when I graduated and decided I wanted to go again, I worked five days a week. Yep. And cool. if any shifts came up um, that needed covering, I said, please message me first. And she always did. So um, any of those shifts I covered as well. Basically... I didn't want to burn my myself out too much, but I was able to work and able to do that many shifts because I knew that it would mean I would be going to America. Yeah. Like I was able to push myself because I had a goal. Whereas if it was, if I didn't have a goal and if I didn't know I was going over to Canada or America, it probably would have been a lot harder. But it was really re- like rewarding every time I got paid, transferring my money into a savings account. And I knew that that was in a matter of months, going to be my money to go overseas, which is definitely my biggest passion. So, yeah.
0: How much do you... It does did take a lot of
1: saving.
0: Yeah. How much did you... Um, well, do you mind if I ask how much you brought over, but then at the same time, I'm also curious about how much you tried to save a week. Like, did you do it in little increments Basically. or did you do big batches at a time?
1: So... The first time I went, it was with the school. So a lot of it was like the actual trip like, that I had to pay throughout the school, which included my flights, um, all of the experiences. Like we did Universal Studios, we did Disneyland, um, included all of my accommodation. And I went for, was just under two weeks. That, that trip cost five grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like with the school and I brought over $1,500 cause I was still in school yep. and that was enough for me because all of my accommodation was already sorted. I was with the school, all my transport, all my, everything was sorted. So that $1,500 was basically just for anything that I wanted to buy, any additional food or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. But then yeah, so that doesn't really count because it's a little bit different with the school. But then the second time I went, when I was actually going by myself, had to provide for myself. I bought, I brought over four grand with me, bearing in mind that I did stay with a friend for um, part of it, so a lot of my accommodation was covered. Mm-hmm. And then the third time. I went and just um, was going to live there. Oh, actually, no. The third time I went, I've actually been four times. The third time that I went was um, with my friend and we did America and Canada together. Um, I brought over, it was a bigger trip. So I brought over $9,000. mm-hmm yeah. So that was the trip where I was gone for six weeks, and I traveled all through America and Canada, and I had to like do all of my own we co- we sort of booked hotels and transport along the way. we kind of just did it and went with the flow we booked for like the first few days and and bearing in mind, I stayed with a friend for a lot of that mm-hmm. and then um the third time I went when I decided I was going to live there and live in Banff, I brought. Um, so we, I saved like crazy. That's when I was working pretty much every single day and I was, I had opened up another account and every time I got paid, I transferred over $500 of my pay into it. Yep. And I did that for pretty much all the months leading up to it. And I brought over like $8,000. Yeah. But I'd already booked my accommodation Okay. But $8,000 was not enough moving to Banff. Yeah. Like That's but but I like in my opinion you need like at least 10. Like anything above 10 is better. Hmm. Unless like you were saying you have a ski resort job where it provides you accommodation, then I think 8 grand would have been more than enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it's like about finding a constant source of income once you get there
1: because yeah. otherwise
0: it just makes it really difficult.
1: Well, I was handing out resumes and walking into every single shop and then I just happened to get one and then by the time I'd actually gotten it, um, we couldn't find accommodation in Banff yeah. so and I didn't have a car obviously. So the only way I would have been able to do it if I found accommodation in canmore canmore which is the town outside of banff which you have to get on a bus to and from um and then like sometimes i'd start too early there wasn't a bus at that time and um the rent was just too crazy and it wouldn't have i wouldn't have been able to balance it with the wage that i would have been earning Mm -hmm. so it was just it was honestly really really hard and it was definitely a shock because i think we sort of went over there like oh my god this is going to be Awesome, but then you don't actually take into account all the other Australians looking for accommodation and work at the same time. Mm. So
0: it's competitive, especially Banff. It's like a big tourist destination.
1: Banff and Whistler, you've got to come prepared or with a lot of savings, because you want to be able to enjoy it as well.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be stressing stressing the whole time
1: about things. Yeah. You actually wanna be like, wow, I'm in Canada, like call cool, my accommodation sorted, my job sorted, like I'll work my job, I'll earn my money, and then all the free time I have, I'm gonna go have fun, enjoy it.
0: Mm. So if you had
1: But you should uh, definitely go. If you can get a ski job, you should definitely go.
0: Yeah, I've been definitely been I'm <sighs> I'm kind of weighing up whether or not I want to do it sooner rather than later or if I want to do it later and visit because, like, I'm in the early stages of my career and I think um, as I grow, obviously, I'm hoping that my income will increase um, and then, uh, you know, I'll have some investments in place that will be able to source my travels. So... Because Canada is a slightly more expensive country, I'm thinking that I wait a little bit and I visit the cheaper countries in the meantime. In saying that though, obviously, it's a good opportunity that you'd be able to go there throughout work and with this pandemic um, happening, it's obviously really hard to travel so you've got to try and find ways where you can still see the world but at the same time... Uh, I guess, be responsible and, you know, keep in mind that this thing is serious and we've got to treat it as such. But, um, yeah, if, if the if the borders open within the next 6 to 12 months, which I'm starting to think that won't happen, um, but let's say it does, I'd, I'd probably go to like an Asian country that's a lot more affordable so that I get more bang for my buck. And ideally... Later on, I will stay there for like three months at a time or however long the visa allows me to stay so that I can rent out a place rather than buy like a hotel or something. And then that way I can save my money on accommodation. And hopefully, I'll be able to buy some sort of personal vehicle as well so that um, I have transport, either that or I just use the public transport. But if I've got access to a vehicle that's mine... I can just basically spend money on petrol and then when I leave the country, I can sell it off so that I basically keep – so I basically use the asset whilst I'm there and then when I'm finished with it, I would try and sell it for roughly the same price because I would have only had it for the three-month period. So I'm hoping – like that's kind of what my plan is at the moment. So, yeah, that's – but we'll see how this pandemic goes.
1: If you do that, because it is cheaper to travel to, like, other countries rather than Canada and America, you'd be able to see more little places. Like, yeah. That's rather than just, like, well. And I mean, like, I feel like going to, like, America and, and Canada, like, I don't know what your plans are in the future as of yet, but they're... They're quite family-friendly as well. So if you wanted to do it later on, you could. like Because you can go to Disneyland Universal and all of that.
0: That's a good point. Whereas
1: Asian countries, like, not saying this in a bad way or anything, but they can get crazy. And sometimes, like, sadly, they're not the safest. Yeah. So it's better to do that maybe, I don't know, when you're young and don't have the responsibility of, looking after younger people
0: mm. yeah so do the slightly slightly more dangerous countries first <laughs> that way if you've got kids later on you can you still can travel to those countries what did you say
1: yeah like how awesome would it be to take your kid huh
0: what did you say just then
1: how awesome i said you can take more risks
0: yeah hmm <laughs>
1: Whereas, what were you gonna like, say? imagine taking your kids to disneyland
0: yeah that would be a cool experience i definitely yeah. want to do that at some stage in my life
1: like that is a dream i know that's such a yeah i know it's such a cheesy dream and it's like everyone's dream but to be able to surprise my kids and say like hey like this christmas like i have a really awesome gift for you and then um they go to school or whatever not on christmas day like before christmas they go to school and then when they come home all their bags are packed and in the car and i just say go have a shower everyone and then I, like i'll say we're going to the shops or something silly and then um just start driving to the airport yeah and just tell them until we get to the airport and be like so um we took a detour to the like from the shops and we ended up at the airport so i'm just gonna book tickets to disneyland you guys cool with that
0: <laughs> that would be pretty cool or you could even just not tell them and just be like yeah we're going on a plane and they'll be like where are we going and you just be like i don't know <laughs> and then just walk up
1: just walked here
0: yeah <laughs> No, that wouldn't be interesting.
1: Nice I don't know. I'm not flying the plane. I'm the pilot.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So I look like a pilot?
0: Go talk to the pilot. What are you doing?
1: He <laughs> won't get mad at you. You're fired.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, um. trouble while you're young. Yeah.
1: Live, th- laugh, love. Oh. No, but for real Looking back, this is going to get deep This is going to get real deep Looking back The best thing That I've ever done in my Life so far, like if I was To die tomorrow, the best thing I've ever done is travelling yeah. All of my Favourite and best experiences That I will never forget And I have the shittest memory <laughs> That I will never forget is all my travel experiences. Yeah. Like when I look back, that sums up. Like I know one day when I'm older and I have a family and, and kids of myself, like when I'm elderly, I'll always look You're back. You're going to have kids of yourself. As the best time. Like, like a client. <laughs> well, basically they look like you. Yeah, true. Little rat running around. Ouch. <laughs> Kidding. so no. cute. Mum thinks to kids.
0: Hmm. Who do you think...
1: Well, When they to... first come out, they look like little rats.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> um,
1: it, takes a few, it takes a few weeks.
0: <laughs> I'm scared for you to have kids now. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh my God, it looks like a rat.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want people to lie to me if it's ugly. <laughs> it's so look. cute. I'm like, it looks like a naked mole rat.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ it'll always get better looking so it's not that bad what? and I mean if your kid yeah, turns out anything like really. your brother you'll be fine not cricket okay <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Um. okay well is there anything else that you wanted um, to show- Oh, actually I was going to ask uh I think we'd pretty much wrap up now because it's been a while. I think if I was listening to this podcast, I'd probably be listening to it in order to learn something but also just a little bit for entertainment as well and other people might have different reasons but I like to end it with uh, maybe like a tip for people. So if you could put yourself in the shoes of someone who's listening to this podcast and they're trying to like figure out how they can travel more. Um, but they just don't really know how, or they feel like they don't make enough money. What what would you say to them?
1: I would say like, if this pen, like regardless of the pandemic pretend it's done and over, I would just say, just do it. Like just, it's not worth spending your money on new clothes or like going out to get food all the time. Like, if you have enough money to do that, you have enough money to travel. Like, just save every single cent. It, it will suck while you're doing it. And I know the feeling you just want to buy things. Like, it will suck while you're saving. But once you get on that plane, once you wake up for the airport and know that you're going overseas with your bags packed, nothing beats that feeling. And then you'll look back when you're older and you won't remember all the times you went out for lunch or breakfast you won't remember all the times you bought new clothes like you won't remember any of that but you will remember all your memories from travel and you can tell people about that and your life experiences rather than what you bought and you'll learn so much about yourself and how to keep yourself safe and like how to manage yourself while you're traveling and you'll see so many beautiful things that won't compare to material materialistic things so i think just do it just book that ticket just save that money and just go
0: i think that's good advice
1: yeah just do Mm. it do it while you can
0: i've actually just thought i I just thought of one last thing that popped into my head Mm -hmm. that i think people could really benefit from so i'm sorry that i gave you a false false pretense there but um what, what was it like traveling to America as, as a young girl? Um, I, you were with a friend, that's right, but you were both young girls. Well, was with what, the school. The second
1: time though?
0: Well, the second time I was with, yeah, I was with a friend. And, and what was that like? Was it scary at any point? Because I I feel like a lot of people would be intimidated by traveling to america by themselves especially as a young girl
1: uh because i'd been the first time with the school um we went on a lot of tours tour buses and like typical things like that so we were taught a lot about safety where not to go where to go yeah but to be honest i'm a very cautious person like i'm very very cautious i'll never walk anywhere alone um I'll, yeah, I'll never go anywhere alone. I'll always make sure I'm with someone. I don't walk around at night by myself. I, like, I'm just cautious of my surroundings at all time. I just don't, I don't do anything stupid. Like, if, if it's night time, like, I'll go out for dinner and then I'll make sure I get transport safely back to the hotel and I'm always with someone. So I think as long as you're aware of your surroundings and you don't, like, go to unknown places like if you stick to the busy spots and you're always around other people and you don't like stay out too late by yourself and things like that like if you just if you're just smart with your choices you'll be fine just try and stay where there's people and stay with someone at all times then I mean you can't not in in some scarier situations while in Canada and America and um Felt very, very vulnerable. But you've just got to, you've just got to sort of set, stay strong and just make sure to the best of your ability that you don't put yourself in situations you don't want to be in. Just yeah. be street smart. Just be wise with your decisions. Like, don't go anywhere that isn't popular, where there isn't a lot of people. And and yeah, yeah. Just be smart. Cool. Always have a phone with you.
0: Yeah, that's a big one because you never really know. And it's always nice always to just have peace of mind.
1: Keep your passport safe. Know where it is at all times. Don't, don't be lazy. Not lazy as in don't go out and do things. I mean, like, don't be lazy when it comes to your safety. Like, always put yourself and whoever you're with first. Always be, like, don't go to the bathroom alone. Like, just simple things that you've always been taught, but just extra when you're in a country you're not super familiar with.
0: It's kind of a shame that it's like that, hey? Like, it's good that you're being smart and safe about Definitely. it. But it
1: yeah, and I mean, it's probably not as bad as I'm saying because I've always been quite a cautious person. I was just, like, brought up like that. Like, I feel like mum was quite cautious and she's taught me that. So maybe it's just me, like, to an extent. But I just prefer to be like that. Like, I I wouldn't walk back to my hotel or anything. I'd always make sure I get transported. I just prefer to do that because I like to feel safe. I don't like to feel on edge. I always like to know that I'm doing the right thing. I'm making the right choice. Yeah. So maybe if it was you, you would like let loose a little bit more, which is fine, but I'm just not, I like to know that I'm in a safe situation at all times. And this is more so in my opinion, in America, rather than Canada. I felt a lot, like I felt a a lot calmer in America. I mean, in Canada than I did in America.
0: Yep. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, Thanks for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Um, Is there, do you have like an Instagram page you want to chuck people to or anything like that? Or are you pretty happy?
1: Actually, the one thing travel taught me is that I don't really care for social media.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I like
1: real life, real life experiences. I don't have any social media other than Facebook, but yeah.
0: There you go. No plugs. That's good.
1: (laughs) No, no plugs. (laughs) Just me. (laughs) Well, thanks. Well, thanks for having me.
0: That's all right. Bye.
1: Okay, bye.